forever. Holy forever. I don't know if you ever noticed this or thought about it, but forever is a really long time. Like it's forever. Have you ever had a relationship? You ever had just such a bond with someone that you felt like it would go on forever? And then being human sets in. And it ends. Divorce, betrayal, and the one thing that none of us can escape, death. And yet in Jesus Christ, we have this hope that is unique to us in our faith. That is the holy forever. Not just forever floating out there in space, but a holy existence. And on this All Saints Sunday, the beautiful thing is that this promise isn't just true for me. It is not only true for you. It is true for us. But sometimes as we sing and we raise our hands, we want that holy forever to be now. I call that a liminal space, a, a liminal space where the realities of where we are right now come so close to the very heavens and holy and God that it's almost touchable. Henry Nouwen calls it a thin place. Friends, I think that there is no thinner place than when we grieve the loss of a loved one. Grieving is unique to humanity. It is universal to humanity. Nobody escapes, but also is true that grief is incredibly individual, and there is no way you can say to another, I know exactly how you feel. Because the reality is, while I can understand, our grief is our own, and it's private. And we experience it differently. But the beautiful thing is that we learn from the ancients, the saints who has gone before us, is that while we may feel isolated and alone, while we may be experiencing our own grief, we are never alone. Well, think of King David. We are sifting through Samuel. My husband said this week, he said, you know, how long are we going to be in this Samuel? I said, for as long as it takes. He so wisely pointed out, well, wouldn't that be more like perusing through Samuel rather than sifting through Samuel? But there is something about that perusing of, of sitting with these texts because today we get this glimpse of David. 
We have been with David a long time now, from his first anointing to his rise as beloved king to his incredible fall into deceit, adultery, murder, and the grief of the loss of his own first son. David has been through a lot. In technical terms, Lutheran terms, we might say that David is both saint and sinner. And as we look at David, we realize that a saint is not someone who is perfect. A saint is not someone who has it all together. A saint is not someone who never makes a mistake. What a saint is, is someone who has been chosen and set apart by God. You can't make yourself a saint. Only God can. And we hear David now, the ultimate, one son dead, another betrays him. Sometimes in the death of a loved one or in the death of a relationship, it feels like we've been betrayed. My mom felt like that when my dad died. They both died at this time of year, so going in. So this week, as I'm preparing to preach today, it was really, really super tender for me. I, I had a hard time concentrating. I had a hard time focusing. I just couldn't, what I like to say, drill it down. When my dad died, my mom felt lost. She felt betrayed. She felt angry. And she felt alone. After everyone cleared out of the house and all the hot dishes and, and goodies have been stored away and eaten on those days and weeks ahead when everybody seems to move on with their life, my mom would call me. Hi, sissy. And we would sit in sheer silence. Barely a breath audible. The silence might last two minutes. It might last an hour. But it was sheer silence. And it's in that place, through this phone line of optics and whatever it takes, that we met and we were together in that thin place, that liminal place where heaven collides with earth and you can almost touch it and no word needs to be said. We were just with each other. And in that silence over the phone too, we could feel the spirit of my father. And in that sheer silence, lo and behold, miracle upon miracle, we could hear the presence of our God, being assured that we don't need words all the time, that in the sheer silence, God speaks. 
David was supposed to wait at the bottom of a particular mountain in the fords and wait for words. But David had an impetus, something stronger that was in him, not to rely on humans alone. But David went up. And where did he go up? He went up to the Mount of Olives. Does that ring any bells? Anyone? Sure does. Jesus went up on the Mount of Olives. On top of that mount is a liminal space, a space where the realities of our prayers and our cries from Jesus before Jesus and even now and going forward, that thin place where our humanity meets God's divine willingness to be with us. David prayed Jesus prayed. Their prayers were different. David was praying probably for his own sins and the, the thing that he has created, but also acting for God to intervene. Jesus goes up and prays not for his sins, but the sins of humanity that have brought us to that moment for him. And both in the same idea says, let this cup pass from me. Not my will, but your will be done. That's hard in the place of grief, isn't it? Because we want our loved ones back. We want to let the cup pass from us. But David goes up, and David is not alone. He is barefoot. His head is covered. The mourners are going with him. He is not alone, though in his grief he is privately alone. And he goes up, and surrounded by a cloud of many witnesses, both on earth and by heaven, David prays. Christ prays. We pray. Now, we don't need to go onto the Mount of Olives. There are liminal spaces that happen everywhere, whether it be across a phone line, gathered in a holy space, prepared for you to come and be and receive. The one thing that I can guarantee, A is death, sorry about that, Oh, and there's taxes. Don't forget about that tax thing. But there's this thing in Christ that allows us to have a hope. A hope that in the sheer silence, maybe we hear God, maybe we don't. In that sheer silence where our tears are gone, there is no more to lay the silence and God descends. And what does God say there? Maybe these words sound familiar. My peace I give you, my peace I leave to you. This peace is not the peace that the world knows. Peace. That doesn't mean we stop grieving. It doesn't mean we stop having all the feelings. But in that, we stand with our risen Lord and Savior, knowing that our loved ones will be risen again, knowing that we will be risen again into the holy forever. And the angels cry, holy, 
all creation cries holy on this day let our prayers rise like incense let us stand together as a faithful body both saint and sinner with those who have gone before in anticipation for those who are going to come after let us know in this place in our own sheer silence we are not alone we have one another as a family of faith and we have our god in and through jesus christ who has given us the holy spirit for comfort amen friends Living a faith-filled life takes practice. I mean, you might get it right on the first try, but I never do. I have to practice and practice. So I've got just a few faith practices for you this week. Really simple. I'm going to take you out of 2 Samuel, but actually take you to 1 Kings. Because what you're going to hear when you read that is that God is not in the wind, the earthquakes, or the fire. God is in the sheer silence to sit there and then reflect how grief leaves us feeling isolated and alone, but also considering a time when God has met us there in the silence. And then we respond. You know, I like to pray, breath prayers, quick prayers. This one is for you this week, anytime you need. Breathing in, in my grief, I am alone. Breathe out, but you and the saints are with me in the silence. And then our encouragement, part of our E4 strategy for growing together as a body. Reach out to someone who's been grieving, whether it's been a week, a month, a year, 10 years. And just to let them know that they're not alone.